I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. There she goes. That's uh, Cherry Vanilla. Hey, not many people remember her. I saw Cherry Vanilla live at Barbarella's in uh, 1977. Fabulously attractive, explosive human being she was. One of the great nights of my life. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily and Gareth. Hello. And uh, if you want to call us about anything at all, including when you saw Cherry Vanilla live, (laughs) that was uh, if if you're able to text at your age. Well, we're the, on te- eight. the text oh, have done the number. Oh. I haven't done the number yet. We're on 8, 12, 15. It's that kind of slick professionalism <laughs> that got this show a Sony nomination <laughs> this very week. <laughs> oh, I love that we got a nomination. Take that, haters. A nomination. I find myself, <laughs> I have to say it like that. It's, yeah, but it was, uh, I, I think we were put in for about four categories and we only got I one know. nomination. So my first feeling was bleak defeat. <laughs> <laughs> but then people tell me that any nomination, what, what I believe is known as the Radio Oscars, is... Um, we don't need three anyway. No, One's I enough, three's one too much of a handful. I thought three, with, well, we could have one each, there wouldn't be any squabbling. And at least we get to go to the ceremony. Hey, what if we don't win, though? I might do a Kanye West, I might storm the stage. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm going with... Um, I, I'm thinking of having a sort of suicide bomber harness, so if we okay. don't win... Right. At least I'm, I'm going to run across, <laughs> embrace Scott Mills and take him with me. <laughs> so I'm going to be all over Dr Fox like a rash. Well, I think. what's new about that? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what were we nominated for? What did we... Which, what category did we get I nominated for? I think it was for? best use of adverts <laughs> in, uh, in Wait, the 15 no, minute section. It's best yes. entertainment programme. Oh. Apparently it's entertainment. <laughs> this is entertainment. What, what are you, crazy? Apparently so. <laughs> well, that's like the best thing on radio, surely, because what else is it supposed to be apart from entertaining? Education. All oh, right. Best shirt. Some DJs might have. No, that's only. I think that's only the ones with the camcorder. Thing. Oh, okay. The webcam. I always call it the camcorder. Oh, the webcam's on today, so I've put a lot of makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> There's only two times you put a lot of makeup on <laughs> when the camcorder's on and when the camcorder's not on. <laughs> Did you say yeah. we'd had some? Uh, no, not, not really. I was joking about the vanilla cherry vanilla thing. Oh, okay. Sorry, you completely fooled me with your wacky interjections. Oh, now, I've been lo- there's a lot of ladies in big ladies, ladies some of them in frocks today, Frank, in ladies. the paper. Yes. Well, it's the Grand National today, of course, which is yeah. a, a, a very big event. And we don't encourage gambling mm. on the Frank Skiller Absolute Radio Show. Oh, no. But, I mean, today's a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. So usually they use horses. They're using ladies this year, are they? There's a few ladies in, but they're, <laughs> right. in, they're in suits. They're they in ain't no ladies. Suits. I don't think anyone will notice. <laughs> they're nice scouse ladies, so they look very colourful. They're wearing you, lots of bright colours. You and your damning with faint praise. <laughs> so what I'm thinking we should do, look, yeah. is we should pick, as it's our lucky week, as it were, not that I'm suggesting mm. there's any luck involved, you know... Um, Absolute got like 12 nominations or something. Did like. it? Oh, it's, it's put itself on the map. Oh, I'm glad we're the good station. Yeah, exactly. Oh, some of the stations, they got nothing. No point showing up, some of these stations. No, I presume they won't. I presume there'll be empty tables. <laughs> the tables of shame <laughs> on the night. So, look, I'm just looking at the field. Okay. For the oh, runners yeah. of the Grand National. The John's oh, I've Grand seen a National. few I like. Okay. Well, what well, do you think? The package at 12 to 1, nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> Emily loves the package. Yes. And Gareth, and I meant what? that in a really Can innocent we move along? way. Okay, I'm just saying, I like the package. Beat the boys, you like that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Big fella thanks, 10 to 1. I'm just Isn't saying. Isn't that your catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm That's thinking, what I said this very morn. I'm thinking at 33 to 1, my will. Because yeah. I actually did my will this week. <laughs> did oh, really? you? Yeah. Oh, am I in it? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, can I be in it, please? Can we make some requests? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, well, I think actually, you should be allowed it, to I did ask it in a it. rash. I had a big argument with my girlfriend. So oh, I went right. out. <laughs> Changed my will and I've, I've left everything to, um, to, to Mitch Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he'll, you know... Have you left anything to Marquis Smith? He's a man who'll spend wisely, is my view, on Mitch Winehouse. <laughs> Have I left anything to Marquis Smith? No, only my dentures. Absolute radio. Tell you what I've got. What? This is 
This has only happened to me probably about four or five times in my life, but I, think, I presume it must happen to everyone. I've got a spot, but right on the very end of my nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that. It's like my entire being comes to a point. <sighs> and it hurt. if I touch it now, it really Don't hurts. touch it. And it's red, you know, I look like some sort of reindeer-type character. <laughs> it's quite endearing, really. I think I'm, I'm cashing in on the current 3D. <laughs> phase. If you want me to conceal it for you later, I will. Do you think it's endearing or do you think it's reindeering? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I just can't, I'm hunting but I can't find the right deer reference. <laughs> oh my god. We're playing the deer hunter because you've got the spot. How desperate were you to crowbar that in? <laughs> well, I was prepared to develop a spot on the end of my nose. It's, you can't do anything about it. If you squeeze it, it gets around and around and gets worse. Don't squeeze it. Don't squeeze Stop touching it now. You've, you've well, had it enough hurts. You know, if something hurts you, ca- you can't leave it alone it's oh, like yes, life like... in that respect <laughs> i get a lot of spots on the inside of my nose well, well this right. is a lovely topic <laughs> that's all right that was, no one knows yeah, but anyone else get spots on the inside or... of their nose text in on eight twelve fifteen. i get spots on the inside of my uh, thorax <laughs> i'm not going to talk about spots okay i think our pick for the grand national should be dream alliance why? Because I think we are a dream alliance. Oh. Is there nothing about a... spots? No, there's nothing about spots. I can't sit here picking horses. What kind <laughs> of a... It's not, it's not a handicap. <laughs> King John's Castle? <laughs> that could be the name of your spot. King John's <laughs> Castle. <laughs> Thank you very much. You suggested I've got Torrid Syndrome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, so I don't... I have a feeling now we're not going to uh, win the award. Why I was very confident. That? I was bursting with confidence. I'm not a person who lies about these kind of things. No, if I'm going to win, I tell everyone I'm going to win, mm. and then I lose. I'm fine with it. I think you should wear your daydreams on your sleeve. But um, now, when I look at the competition... Dr Fox, Simon Mayo, what are no, we going to no, do? They're, they're not in it. No. Oh, who is in the competition then? Mark Commode's not in it. Mark, if I was Mark Commode, I'd have a I'd small... cut my hair, I'd change my hair. Well, I'd keep my hair, but I'd, I'd have a hair clip made with a small surfer on it. <laughs> and I'd wear it on just in the top of the quiff. Looks like it's riding that enormous wave on my head. I love Mark Commode. You two should stop being mean about him. Well, I don't think that's mean. I love um, commodes in general. No, but there is a whole lot of surfing going on on his crown. You're really? right, Frank. The great thing about commodes is you don't have to miss any TV at all. <laughs> um, so you don't think we're going to win? I've got a feeling, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm easy about it now. I understand. I was, I was quite anxious. I thought, if we don't win, I'm going to resign. But now I... Oh, God! <laughs> but now, in a sort of That's Kevin so Keegan a... kind of a way. But now I'm, I'm relaxed with it. I'm happy to go and have a lovely night out and applaud when Jamie Theakston gets up and grabs the gong. And as long as we're next to Tony Hadley and Reverend and the Makers, like last year, well, exactly there's nothing lovely. wrong. I, I never win anything. Don't you? No. I've done quite a lot. Because when you start doing comedy, you you be in quite a lot of competitions. You be you in be quite in a comedy. Lot of <laughs> the Wurzels coming. <laughs> 14th century. <laughs> I be 14 summers long. <laughs> maybe it's that sort of eloquence that's held me back. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd love to hear your acceptance speech. <laughs> I be right delighted. <laughs> well, you must have won something at school. Maybe at school. No, nothing at school. I am um, no. I've come runner-up in things in the Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year award. Mm. I got um, the position of honourable mention. What's so- that, Leicester Mercury? <laughs> just like some strange Esperanto. I don't know what those words mean. So, I, I, <laughs> to, to Emily, they're an equal distance away from London. Leicester and Mercury. Leicester, Le- Leicester. Leicester. That like- could be a clue. Leicester. If Leicester Piggott's riding today, we should back his horse. He won't be riding. Is he still alive? We could back his horse, not pay the tax. <laughs> no, I got honourable mention, so I didn't come first place. They had a joint second place, so that was two people who were second place, and I got an honourable mention. There are only eight people in it, so oh. I came fourth of eight. Oh. Did you multiply? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, I thought you'd have got that. It's a biblical. Yes, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, Slipping. go... Yeah, Standards are slipping. Absolute radio. Do you know those Philly girls that sometimes text into oh, us? Oh, them lovely young college girls from Philadelphia. Mm. The, the Philly Phillies. Exactly. They have a lot of pillow fights. Yeah. Yes. 
We like the Philly girls. Well, today they said, Frank, we go. We got our local bar owner, this is in Philadelphia, mm. mind, to add the fall to the playlist tonight. It was fabulous. Your revolution has officially reached across the pond. That's fantastic. What, what, what was the track? That's what I well, they know. don't specify, but they do say we should add that no one sang along and someone complained, but still it's a step in the right direction. I, I bet even though it was the fall, I bet the, <laughs> the fall track, I bet the Philly girls wore rah-rah skirts <laughs> and, and, and held up pom-poms and did a, a give me an F. Yeah. Give me an A. I bet they did all it that. It was a glee version of the fall. Yeah, but that's all right. They've also asked, can you explain pig iron to us? It's the one cultural reference Wikipedia is not helping with. Really? Yeah. Well, you, I've got pig iron on Wikipedia. It says pig iron is the intermediate What, what do you product. say you've got? i got pig iron! <laughs> He's got all pig iron! <laughs> oh, that was a guttural one this morning. Yeah, I liked it. Bit. I like it to go occasionally guttural. Yeah, it says pig iron is the intermediate product of smelting iron ore with coke, usually with limestone as a flux. What more do they want? <laughs> I always find that intermediate products are where the comedy is. <laughs> Especially with limestone as a flux. Yeah. I often use limestone. Frank, someone else has texted in. Well, saying, I can't believe it. Morning, Frank. <laughs> you were the reason why I left Hales Owen. Is it Hales Owen? Hales Owen, yes. Oh, Hales Owen College. Don't say it like everyone knows it. Why I left Hales Owen College 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. We had a disagreement about a violin, remember? Oh, a bit of a little Lord Fauntleroy on the sly, you were. We violin. Had a disagreement about a violin. <laughs> what it, was that? Is it Nigel Kennedy? I'm not giving you that violin, it's mine. It's, does it start, dear Maestro? <laughs> no, I don't remember a disagreement don't you? about a violin. Can you I elaborate, am, I please? I'm intrigued, though. I love the sound of the violin yeah, fight. We need more information. I X. think I have the information here on page nine. Oh, no, sorry, I misread that. It's Paganini. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I. I don't know what to say. I don't remember that. I'm sorry you left college because of a disagreement about a violin, but I, I like the, the, the notion of it. I do as it's well. It's a good thing. I Why did it. you leave college? Well, I had a disagreement about a violin. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> I'm happy with that. So I was... Um, I'll tell you what I was reading about. The charcoal diet. OK. Oh. Do you know of it? Well, I have heard of it. Sarah Harding does it. Does she really? Mm. Surprising she's still blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so women eat... I mean, when they say they eat charcoal, do they mean that stuff we used to draw with at school? Do they lick the fire grate? I don't understand. I know they do on a good night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, you buy it from health food stores, don't you? What does it look I like? Is it, it's black, I take it, and, and chalky. You get it looking. in capsule, not chalky looking. It's not. You you buy it in little capsules, and then oh. you can sprinkle it on the food, and it absorbs right. fat. Oh, so you don't just eat charcoal? And you don't sit there kind of gnawing on a big old lump of coal. Oh, okay. That would be strange. That's rubbish, isn't it? See, I read a Danny yeah. Minogue thing in the paper this morning. It says Danny... You know, Danny's pregnant. I call oh, yeah. her Danny. I've never met her, but I feel, I feel she's one of the family. <laughs> um, she... Um, I remember her when she had her own face. <laughs> she, um, she has got one of those... You know when pregnant women get um, food fad things mm. and they eat stuff like coal and tree bark? Yeah. And... Uh, Alsatians, all sort of. Um, Ferrero Rocher is Danny's. That's a hell of a good choice, isn't it? That's just what well, I'm getting Rocher. fat anyway. Let's do it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So he's talking about eating stuff. Yeah, charcoal specifically. Yeah, new charcoal diet. I've eaten um, several. So I, I've eaten cat and dog food. You have not. Have, yeah. oh. Straight out of the tin? Straight That's... out the bowl. Oh. I was at a party and the bloke had got a cat and a dog. Was it in Birmingham? Uh, I believe it was. <laughs> OK. And, I'm just uh, but there was other food. I just, okay. wanted, to take, I just wanted to see what <laughs> it was like. The hostess didn't serve it up right now. Well, you know, the, I think one's first response to cat and dog food is that it's going to be nasty. Mm. Right? But then there's a sort of secondary thing when you think... Yeah, I bet everyone thinks it's nasty, but I bet if you actually have the courage to try it, it's probably just like a meaty or a fishy type. And know, what plate. was it like? It was horrible. Was it? Oh, man. They it was all both... like, oh, I hate those jelly bits, like when cats get all jelly bits no, down their fangs. No, but it sort of tasted like, you know what dog's breath smells like? It tasted like No, I don't. Breath. You don't need to I don't go that. up that close to <laughs> Well, I can't believe that. What if you're carrying your tiny shih tzu to, to, into a... Into an, uh, Premiere. You were in the basket with the whippets. That's why you know what the breath smells like. Anyway, it tastes it, it tastes like dog's breath in in a lot. If you could Does imagine it? a lump, a hardened lump of dog's breath, oh. the gas somehow becoming a solid. <laughs> well, that's what it tastes like. I think it's probably that dog's breath smells of dog's food. 
You know, that's that could probably be, that could why. Be, that could be the, the explanation. That's why. Well, let me write that down. I once <laughs> tasted... Oh, I, God, hold on. <laughs> let me just get ready with my... Uh, with my no, I know pack. this is a real cliche and everyone says it, but the sea anemone at Nobu... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that old one. <laughs> now, I didn't understand any of those words. Okay. What it does was, that mean? There's a restaurant called Nobu. Frank, you've uh, heard of Nobu, haven't Nobu you? Nobu is where um, sort of Boris like Becker had, yeah. uh, had that relationship in a cupboard. wasn't exactly a relationship, oh. Frank. <laughs> a relationship <laughs> well, in that's, a cupboard. That's what they call it now. together seven years. <laughs> yeah. It was 30 seconds, longer than some of mine. Anyway... Um, so I had it, and it was—it's orange. And I was—I was having dinner with. Oh, what are we talking about, Boris Becker? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, the sea anemone. Okay. But I was having a meal. You know, you know when you want to appear a bit worldly, and you want to go, oh yeah, sea anemone. I love it. Love it. It was disgusting. Mm. It was bright orange. It was a stinky old orange mess. It was horrible, and it was really tart and really fishy and just disgusting. And I thought I was going to be sick. Oh. But I had to keep it down. It was awful. But it was really expensive. And it was recommended. Oh, really but- expensive. By Jonathan Ross. Well, you see, with friends like that, who needs an enemy? <laughs> <laughs> I've, um... I, I tell you what I used to eat as a child. My dad showed me this. You know a thistle? Mm. If you cut into a thistle with what? a small pen knife... You are jo- what's no, your childhood? Did you have well, eating thistles? My dad was a kind of a country man, <laughs> and there's a thing called a thistle knot. And if you cut open a thistle, at the very base of the thistle is is a knot, which, really? which an edible knot. Wow. Yeah. This is where this is where we get ten thousand letters next week saying all my children are dead <laughs> from eating thistle knots. Thistle nut. No, I used to eat them as a child. Well, did you? Yeah. Was it like so? Tea time tonight, kids. is foraging. Just foraging tonight, <laughs> exactly. whatever you can find. But I'm, I'm up with, I'm, there isn't enough foraging for food. The young kids, they don't know what it's like. Though. Yeah, Laura. Laura will often catch me just chewing on a bit of plastic. Yeah? You know, like the thing from round the lid of a drinks bottle, I'll get that off. You don't nice swallow it, though, it do you? I'll probably swallow bits of it, but no, like, well, Laura catches me and I have to spit it out. Thank God for Laura. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. So you need your wife to tell you not to eat plastic? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about you, I don't find that even mildly surprising. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm surprised she doesn't have to take the stuff eating the child. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, if, we, if you've eaten anything unusual uh, that, that's respectable, we'd love to uh, hear from you. Because I think there's probably loads of stuff out there we've never tried, and mm. I'm prepared to go and try anything lately. Yeah. I've eaten, oh God, I've eaten insects. Um, and Frank, we've just had an email in explaining violin gate. Ooh. Would you like to hear it now? Well, or I think maybe. I, I think I've just. I'm going to need a, a bit of a jog. I understand. First. Absolute radio. So you were. Um, oh, so I had. Well, we had violin gate. I was yes. going to tell you about that, but in the meantime, we have had some texts in about strange things people have eaten. Oh, good. I'm. I'm fascinated by this subject. Well, Luke and Slough says I was once forced. You, by- Luke and Slough. <laughs> I'll I'll look somewhere else. Luke Inslau says, I was once forced by my Korean housemate to eat silkworm pupae. Oh. Oh, Tasted like sawdust. I've eaten uh, silkworm. Have you? Yeah. Mm. I went to the toilet the next day. It was a fabulous kimono. Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Yeah, it was beautiful. Sheer it was, really. (laughs) Um, Marcus in Shropshire um, says, Hi, gang. Ari Oddfood. When I was a young boy, I went to Italy with grandparents and was made to eat baby sparrows. Oh, hold. Is that, a, is that a cat who's texted him? What were your grandparents like? Don Corleone and why? Baby Sparrow's hole. Yeah. Oh, not the mm. beak on as well. No, now, know. listen, never mind all this. I want to get back to the matter at hand, which is Violin Gate, yes. which I'm loving. Right. So, um, there, there's, still, there's still no name attached, I have to say, to this uh, text that's okay. come in. But this is a former pupil of mine who says they left the college. Because of an incident with a violin Ooh, and you. Oh dear. Oh, so you taught at that college? I taught at Hales Own College. What did you teach? I taught um, English mainly, but I did a bit of drama as well when they were short. Mm. <laughs> and some chemistry and physics. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, the email says, The violin, A-level theatre studies. You asked the class to mime a scene involving playing a violin. You picked mm. on me, and I tried. I was rubbish, and you said that I looked like I was trying to put up an ironing board. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? The class was in fits of laughter. I picked up my bag and walked out, never to return. Dined out on the story for years. 
Wow. But this person does say lol at the end, and there are two kisses, so I think they've forgiven you. Yes, that, is that, that's lots of love, isn't it? It's yeah, a yeah. girl by the sounds of it. Well, I don't know. You know, I suppose you never know. Mm. They're doing ironing at that age. So you don't remember this incident? <laughs> I, d- I don't remember it, but I feel terrible that someone yeah. walked out of the, the entire theatre world because <laughs> I said that their violin mime looked like putting up a... It seems seems a erratic response to me. That could have been the next Judy Dench. Yeah. Well, 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 those yeah. laughs probably spurred you on to showbiz. Judy Dench <laughs> needs ironing, let's face it. <laughs> anyway, Scott Caporo is our guest today. Oh, excellent. When's yeah, he going to be we arriving? We don't have enough Americana. Someone you fancies on the telly. Who? Oh, Vince oh. Cable. <laughs> oh. I, I know it's a weird person to fancy, but I do weird. fancy him. I can't him. believe that. I hope you never meet. I don't use a come in here one day and tell me you've laid a cable. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Muse! That was, uh, that was the muse. Right, you've had a text in. It's a bit early for the muse, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a strange one. It's from Kev. Can I tell you, that's just reminded me of something that happened last week. Sorry, oh. I, just hold Kev. Okay. Kev, oh, yeah. I you're was, in hold. Uh, after, after last week's show, uh, my girlfriend Kath came in and we went off looking somewhere to have lunch. And we was walking through Soho and we passed this kind of... One of those Chinese places you can eat everything... All, not, you can eat as much as you can eat. All you mm. can eat, perhaps. Yes, that's, that's the phrase I'm after. <laughs> you can eat everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, they do. And, uh, and it was all in the window, what, what you know, people. And mm. I said, uh, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. And, and, and Kath said, uh, it's too oily. I said, well, it's ten to two. Oh. And it's little moments like that <laughs> that get me through life. <laughs> anyway, what's Kev got to say? Kev says, Frank, whatever happened to Sven Hassel novels? Oh, man, Sven Hassel. What are Hassel, Sven Hassel that? novels? I think it's what all the girls that uh, that worked at the FIFA. That, yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's what all the girls that it worked the at Lord the FA yeah. used to have. <laughs> Sven Hassel, <laughs> all day and all that. That would have been a great joke if I hadn't just collapsed halfway through into a. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, say you see, FIFA. I don't know what those are. They were they were like novels, of, uh, war novels. They always had picture of like an SS bloke who was like holding a sword on the front. I mean, they were really mm. like, you know, hardcore war novels. Did you they, do them at school? We never did that. We had quite Killius, which was in no, Latin. we didn't do it. We, oh. oh, you did Latin at school. Yeah, didn't you two? We, uh, didn't, no. we, was a, we had a Catholic school, we didn't do Latin. <laughs> oh, we did Latin. No, but this wasn't, this wasn't on the course. This oh, was I what, see. You know, there's always this books what you that, chose to read. The other stuff that people read at school. Like when I was yeah, at, like Jackie Collins we read. When I was at school, everyone read uh, The Dice Man. Oh, okay. Len Dayton is that or something? No, no uh, uh, about the Hoover. Um, is it Luke Reinhardt? Is it? Oh, the man who keeps. I, I he makes all his yeah. decisions in life Based by on... throwing a dice. I didn't oh, okay. know it was that old. I don't mean that rudely. I, I have didn't... never. Well, it, we read it on. We read it on a scroll. <laughs> I didn't have paper books. At that, paper books. What's happened to me? My entire voice has broken down into a series of just noise blocks, like <laughs> colour. I've gone into abstract speak. Frank, can I just tell you something, which is that the, vi- the violin victim, there's a nice happy ending to this story, okay. which I think our listeners need oh, to hear. Oh, well, that's good. You know the violin saga, which has been going on? Yes. Um, I feel terribly responsible about well, it. Well, don't, because she sent a lovely email in saying, Frank, violin victim has no hard feelings. She is now an accountant and can afford to send the ironing out. <laughs> oh, well, that's lovely. Oh, she's there an accountant, so at least she didn't, you know walk out of that class and never do anything creative again. Oh. Well, you've heard of creative accountants. Yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. Has, has she given a name yet? No. She's very cagey about this, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Well, that's it with accountants. Well, anyway, I'm glad. I'm, and I'm, I hope it's all turned out for the best. And I'm sorry I said that thing about your violin impression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel so bad about it. In future... You should have seen a zither. <laughs> it was a laughing stock. In future, she should, if she's ever asked to mime violining, she should mime putting up an ironing board, and that'll probably come out as violining. Well, then she should remember that at the accountancy Christmas party. Yeah, I'm also liking the uh, the word violining. Violining, <laughs> yeah, it's good. You've taken ironing, and you've thought, well, if it works with iron, why shouldn't it work with violin? I'm not sure it does normally, but I'm I'm happy with it. Um, Scott Capuro will be with us um, a little later. He's been loitering with intent. Oh, is he? He's arrived, thank God for oh, that. Yeah. I don't think he's come all the way from um, San Francisco today. He had a yellow but... T-shirt on, very fetching. Oh, good. We'll, we'll, we'll spot him easily. Mm. OK. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. <laughs> Email time. 
Hi, Frank. I come bearing interesting news for you. Relevitation. Oh. A couple of years ago, I was at a Who's lecture. this from? It's from, it's from um, Ed Pryzenap. Ed Pryzenap? Pryzenap. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Okay, he sounds nice for me, Double Barreled. Anyway, continue. E. Oh, it's, 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 it's uh, Double Barrel. He's got a Double mm. Barrel, from, I think he's a scientist. <gasps> oh, it's Double Barrel Scientist. Durham. Durham. Oh, um, a couple of years ago, I was at a lecture by a physics prof from Bristol who claimed to have a, have levitated a frog using a magnet. That I would like to have seen. <laughs> <laughs> it works that, on. That's brilliant. I'd like ringside seats to that. I wonder if you could put if you put one over the spout of a kettle as it boiled, mm. would it sort of bounce on the cloud of steam? I imagine that'd be quite painful. For yeah. The carry exactly. on anyway. It works on the same principle as one of those Levitron toys, as the electrons in your body are effectively spinning rapidly. Mm. Seems to me that this could be applied to a human. Only oh. downside is you would need a giant magnet to produce enough of a field. Hope this keeps the levitation dream alive. Yeah, well, as, oh, as regular listeners will know, one of my great dreams is to levitate. And that sounds... All I need is a big magnet. <laughs> That's all you need. So people could just send in any giant magnets. If you've got a giant yeah. magnet. Or maybe yeah. lots of little magnets. Would it work with lots of little magnets altogether? Well, we could try. But I'm going to scour Soho this afternoon. Somebody should. It's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's, that's, that's brilliant news. I'm, I'm going to have to go to the adverts, I think. Hold on. <laughs> that's a good... I like that. <laughs> professional. That's how, you, that's how you get a Saudi nomination, by saying stuff like that. See, let people see the workings. Does Commode do that? Mine does. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Welcome back. That email that we were reading out. I've never ever said welcome back after the news before. And you know what? I liked it. It's not very you, is it? Um, do you remember the email we were reading out about levitation mm. earlier? Well, there was a PS which levitation. We forgot. <laughs> <laughs> levitation. Yes. The PS says, looked up the A. E. Houseman poem you read on the air, and it's brilliant. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no warning, nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any new listeners who, who think, oh, I've Sony nomination, I've listened to that. that is, <laughs> there is a thing on Absolute Radio. If anyone mentions the poet A.E. Houseman, we're all right now, it's the first mention yeah. in the show. There's an alarm goes off. They're, they're trying to cut it out altogether, but and we're into it now. Yes, I did. I, I, I did play one. Um, play. I read one of his poems. Well, Ed Pizanap, who I've already marked oh, out as back. a potential for me, this back. Yeah, he I think says, he could be your kind of man. I always see you. Imagine you with someone in a lab coat. He's he's got to have a double barrel as well. Um, proof the show is educational as well as amusing. I love that. So we went and read the A. E. Houseman yeah. poem as That's a direct brilliant. result. That's Frank. brilliant. I always say we should have a poetry section on this show, and the other two say no, we shouldn't. That's, that's, that's how that debate goes. <laughs> so, have you two been hanging out this week, I hear? A little bit, yes. I did, um, um, Frank did a pilot for his new show. Oh, I noticed you said I did. You <laughs> can't that's take that story. back now, well, honey. That's, that's the story when he's told his friends. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I well, did a pilot. I was going to say, I did the warm-up for the pilot of Frank's new show. So, uh, they have a com- if you do go to a TV recording... They have a comedian go on and sort of warm up the audience a little bit. Well, you used to do it for Deal or No Deal. I did used to do it. I remember that that story about the woman who fainted. (laughs) You shouldn't have said that I had him board thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy. Yeah, that's not so much comedy, though. That was more crowd control. It's not easy to make that audience laugh. Crowd control to Major Tom. (laughs) (laughs) So, what happened at Frank's pilot? Was it good? Well, it was, it was okay, really good. Put him it? on the spot now. What's well, he going to exactly. say now? It was Rob, very disappointing. <laughs> mm. Well, Daisy was there, who is one of the people who works on this show, and I made a terrible um, annoyance of myself. What did you do? Well, I did also. I I locked my key in the dressing room, so she had to. While everything else was going on, she had to go and find me a new key. For that sounds very unlike room. you. This kind of behaviour. Yeah, exactly. I left my lead. Somewhere. Your lead? What sort of a dog are you? <laughs> You left my own record. Oh, so Laura was there. See, when Laura's not there, you go to pot, let's face it. It's true, yes, absolutely true. I haven't been home this week, that's why I'm a bit of a mess. So let me, am I to get this straight? This is Frank's pilot. He's sleeping off. (laughs) (laughs) He's sleeping in the absolute studios. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's why there was that bottle of wine in the corner. (laughs) 
But Frank sitting in his little dressing room, being all nice with his cup of soup and his two-bar heater, yeah. and you're asking for <laughs> J-Lo, <laughs> cashmere toilet paper. <laughs> people are saying to me, there's going to be a bit of a delay, apparently. Uh, <laughs> the warm-up man can't find his lead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was dreadful. But there was, it's funny doing a pilot, because it's not going to be aired, is it? No, it's not, not going to be aired. Gonna... It's a pilot. Yeah. In case you don't know, a pilot's just like a practice programme. I've got a series yeah. starting. I don't want to start plugging my own series. I'm not going to plug it. Carry on. Well, uh, one, of the th- <laughs> one of the things that happened, I thought you, you made a joke that I thought was one of the best jokes I've ever seen. I've ever seen. And I know it's awkward, but I'm going really? to tell you. Really? All the pressure's on now. I'm going to tell you. I, I want to know in what, in what way he saw that joke. <laughs> oh, for goodness Many, sake. Most people heard it, but did it come <laughs> out in some sort of coloured vapour? <laughs> What sort of coloured vapour of comedy that left my mouth? I see jokes. I've got that thing where you... Oh, you're like that Sixth Sense boy. I see dead people. (laughs) You are a bit like that Sixth Sense boy. Yes. Do you see dead people? (laughs) The brilliant... Dave Gorman was on the show, and um, he said, so I'll do the setup. Oh, he, Dave Gorman of Absolute Radio. Yes, oh. Dave Gorman on the Absolute yes. Radio. And he, um, the, set, the setup was, um, we were talking about police, though you were talking about police people. Police? The police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're talking about the police, and Dave Gorman said, look, I, don't, I want to defend the police. Two of my brothers are the police. Right. And Frank said, what, were you like the black sheep of the family because um, you weren't in the police force? And um, he said, no, I was the black sheep of the family because I went to university. Right. And Frank said, oh, so you had thoughts above their station. Very good, Frank. <laughs> Surely the phrase is ideas. That's what I actually said. I knew. Oh, I knew. it was. Oh, I've got As it As the wrong. joke progressed, I knew, I knew. It was like watching someone blow up a very large balloon. I thought, he's going to kill the joke. He's going to kill the joke. He's going to kill the joke. He's killed the joke. And now it's gone. I knew it was ideas. I haven't been home. Luckily, this week. we have a I proper comedian family. coming on after this. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Scott Capuro will arrive to save the day, like the cavalry, the comedy cavalry. Yeah, and I'll be sulky for the guest again. Don't be sulky. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, I thought. Gavin's we... on the rampage. We never play any disco on this show, that's what I always think, because you're not really allowed to. Oh, we've to. got some disco. Yeah, we've oh. got disco music, but it's by the fall. Oh, God. Absolute radio. I can't believe you're doing doing your makeup. I was we've got a guest in <laughs> I know, and can I just radio. say he's very well groomed unlike you who's wearing a West Brom replica shirt. I'm going straight to the game after this anyway we're going to talk to Scott Okay. Now. Straight to the uh, <laughs> operative adjective there. Straight. Straight <laughs> to the game. That sounds fun you're going to a game. Yeah, if we um are you interested in Soccer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help now. Right. No, that's great. Thank you. Um, do you mean football? <laughs> yes, I do. Right. Uh, no, I no, I watch it a bit, but I'm not really. Uh, no. Yes. No. If if my team win today, it means we get promotion to the Premiership, and then we can lose every week. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And obviously, I'm looking forward to that in a weird and twisted <laughs> Having way. Having your self-esteem chipped away at every week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's very fair. We can all identify with that. You don't have to know about football. That's what I try to do as a comic, is chip away at the, com- at the audience's self-esteem. I try to get them to laugh at things they don't think they should laugh at. Mm. I want them to feel a bit guilty. I don't want them to leave, although I have walked a few in my time, but I want them to <laughs> stay and feel bad the whole time they're staying there. Have you ever walked anyone because you said that they looked like they were putting up an ironing board? N- no. No. I did that. Really? Yes. I did it in a drama class. And that walked them? Yes. They, in fact, they gave up drama forever. They were so upset, <laughs> I want to say. This is the kind of sensitivity we have to deal with in this country. It's unbelievable. We had an email about that today. That's really? Why. They were an accountant now. Yeah. They well, the drama in other words, I ruined their life. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they have a secure job. You made them <clears throat> maybe realise that they weren't really in the right p- profession. <laughs> I, saw you in a pl- I saw you in a play. Yeah? Yeah. It was about five years ago. No, I only did two. I did art. I didn't with, see and he doesn't art. stop talking about that, to be honest. <laughs> right, I didn't see and you I did one. cooking with Elvis. That, that's the one I in saw. In which you. I had to take my clothes. I, that's what I. That's when I last saw you. <laughs> it was your bare bottom going up and down, as I recall? Well, Is that I'm, correct? I'm, I'm glad that, that you said that after you pointed up the flag. <laughs> Frank, the last time I saw you, no, yeah, there was. It was a play involved. There was an audience. It was a buffer. I wasn't sitting in the. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was. Um, yeah, I didn't. I must admit, I I came to Haiti. Did you? The theatre or that play? That particular experience, that Why? whole theatre experience. I don't know, I didn't get on with the cast very well. All right. Are you a bit grouchy? Um, no, I'm, I was too nice for 
Really? <laughs> you were an actor when you started out as an actor. I still, I just did a play in San Francisco over Christmas. Oh, and you're I still, still acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, realize I that. really Sorry. enjoy it. It's kind of like vacation doing a play. Because they hand you a glass of white wine and tell you how wonderful you were. Unlike comedy clubs, where they throw a glass of wine at you and <laughs> try to stab you in the neck on your way out. No, it's, it's great. And, and also, uh, someone else has written it, which is lovely. The onus is off you. You're just a, a cog in a wheel. You're a hired hand. It's, it's really fun. And uh, I did a play here in London last year, too. I, I have a, a reading for another play on Monday that I hear Benny from ABBA wrote the music for. So I guess that's it. It's on the, in the West well, End, right? I was going to say, that's going to do pretty well. I know. And the play's hilarious. It's a restoration comedy they've redone. It's very funny. So I'd love to get the gigs. So. so Benny from ABBA has rewritten a restoration comedy. He's written the music for it. They're, they're... That isn't a winning formula. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it should be fun. I mean, you know, I like being around actors because they're so precious. Have, you know, the actors I worked with in San Francisco, we came out, it was a comedy. We, uh, it was As You Like It, Modern Day. We came off stage and might say, that audience is rough. It, are they? <laughs> They're so quiet. I'm like, you are so sweet. You have no idea what a rough audience is. No, <laughs> a rough audience will threaten you and chase you out with lit torches and beat you to death at the train station while you're waiting for your crappy train back from West Ealing on a Friday night. That's a, you know, a, these people... Did they all go quiet and sullen at that point? Yeah, yeah they're like, what? How come? What, what happened? They, <laughs> you mean they really don't like you? It, it's just, you know, an, an actor, I find, in their own minds, has this place that where they want the audience to be every night. And the comic knows that uh, in the beauty of live performance is you never know what to expect. That's what, that's what gives us the buzz, isn't it? That is so true. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Scott Capuro is our guest today. And Scott, you, you're moving from comedy. Yeah. Obviously, you're still doing comedy, but you, you've become a sort of chat show host. Yeah, I ha- I'm, I'm hosting a chat show at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern every Thursday until May 6th. And we've been invited down uh, what we think is a decent lineup of celebrity guests. Although the show started as something to bring in, you know, bring in interesting performers and writers and, you know, clowns and stuff. But in the first two series we did last year, we didn't have the kind of attendance that we required so um or that the club requires so we you know i thought well i'll call some friends and bring and now celebrities are great but uh you know you got to protect them because the tabloid press is all over us now because we've got some tabloidal characters coming down oh okay and so it's become sort of a, a buzzy kind of i mean you know uh nancy de olio showed up on thursday night to do her bit oh she's, she's fabulous fantastic. i love her she's had some yeah. Van hassle oh my god <laughs> a lot and she's gorgeous and she she walks in and five People in Gucci follow in behind her. It was so glamorous. Oh, oh, she's stolen my life. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and all the, all the rough queens at the RVT look around, drinking their cheap beer, and think, "Where are we? What's going on?" The whole the whole atmosphere in the room changed. And Russell Tovey came in, brought all his posse. You know, so it's become. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's. I feel like I'm skating on thin ice a little bit, like I'm a little bit out of my league talking to these people on stage, because they're used to protecting themselves, and I don't do that. I don't no. think anyone really cares about my story anyway, but if I am going to tell it, I'm going to add every gory detail. But with people like Nancy and Russell, you have to respect their privacy to a certain extent, you know, but you also want to try to extract things from them they wouldn't usually say. That's because we're not recorded or filmed, and there's no plugging. I don't care about their projects. People can read about that online. I just want to hear about what they're interested in right here and right now. It's a know? real pain when people turn up. I used to do a chat show, and people would turn up and say, um, oh, you won't talk about... Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, apparently Christopher Reeve did um, Terry Wogan's show, and they mm. said he won't, he won't talk about Superman. That's quite a big oh, jump wow. to Christopher Reeve. You shouldn't interview. say jump when you talk about him. No, no, maybe, maybe that's uh, <laughs> correct. But yes. Uh, no, I know what you mean. I mean, uh, they do. One of our featured guests the week before said, you know, I don't want to talk about this one subject that's huge right now unless I bring it up, you know. And then he did, and then we, we discussed yeah, it. Yeah, they often bring it up. They do. Yeah. Someone said, well, I did Tony Bennett, and they said, don't mention the wig. Whatever you did, don't mention the wig. And he brought the wig. And then he was, <laughs> I thought he said Tony Ben for a minute. Yeah. I didn't know he had a wig. So he was showing his paintings, Tony Ben. Yeah. And I said, so when you paint, I, I probably shouldn't have said, I said, do you wear a beret? And, you know, like, I didn't even... I didn't even <laughs> you did, because they, they'd I said it to you, and it was on your mind, yeah. it was. It wasn't deliberate. And he said, you know, I guess I always wear a beret. <laughs> oh, did he? And I thought, is that what he means? Yeah. I don't know. Shall I run with it? I don't, <laughs> but there was a tension in the... Yeah. It's quite a live chat show. It's it quite is, an yeah. unusual thing, though, isn't well, it? Well, that's why we're doing it. I think there's nothing like it in London, you know. I mean, there's a lot of chat on TV, but nothing where you can go and get as close to these people as almost touching them, you know. And that's what we 
we want to create a kind of an atmosphere where people feel like they can sort of open up. It's a kind of a supportive, weird, kind of edgy, freaky room in a way. But um, I think that's why people agree to do it, because they like that it's off the beaten path a bit. Can know? I make a confession, Scott? What? I, I live very near to the Vauxhall Tavern. Right. Mm. I've never been there. <laughs> because I, I I see... I mean, obviously, it, it's a gay place. Right. And I... I, clearly, I don't have a problem with that. But there, there, are, I, there are men who stand outside who look like the guys you only see in in films, like all in leather and the big moustache. And I'd be you too say terrified. that like it's a bad thing. No, but I'd be too terrified to go in because I'd feel that um, I'd be sitting here. What are you doing in here? In that kind of that, I'd be in a some sort of. Then someone would buy you a drink and you and maybe drop a pill and it'd be like, oh, I feel a bit sleepy. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that, then it could all go. <laughs> right, you could, could, it could be a life-changing experience. <laughs> <laughs> like the accountant whose life you changed. Maybe it's a full well, circle. Well, exactly. But yeah. if I turned up to this show, yeah. w- would would I be would I be ostracised? You'll wake up the next day in a tube top, wet in a bathtub. I think. <laughs> oh. so, so no. Then it's a date. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course not. We get totally mixed crowds. It really depends on who the guests are. Last year when Claudia Winkleman was on, um, a lot of women showed up that looked like Claudia Winkleman. It was really interesting. Dressed like her, hair like her. Obviously, she was their icon. She was fantastic. They adored her. They weren't really interested in any of the other guests we have on, had on that night. So it really depends on who's on stage that night. So you you know? get, if you turn up, you get two or three guests. Mm-hmm. We um, had Galloway in the other night, and a lot of people came up with questions from pubs nearby, actually. Maybe pubs you go to. Right. Obviously, straight people coming in with questions about what he was going to do, what he was thinking about right now, and what he was going to do about this and that and this, and it got very aggressive. He's no Vince Cable, though. Let's face it. I've got a crush on him, Scott. You do. <laughs> God, raise your bar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. Scott Capuro is our guest today. So that if they want to see the, your chat show, and what, what's it called, Scott? It's called Scott Capuro's Position. That's every Thursday night till May 6th, and we have Vivian Westwood and Jane Turner next Thursday. And Jane Turner's the mother on Kath and Kim, if you're watching. Oh, show. okay. She's oh, yeah. hilarious. God, my girlfriend loves Kath and Kim. Mm. Well, come on down. But Vivian Westwood is still going to come even now, obviously. Malcolm McLaren Dine is going to... As far as we know, she's still... I, we hope, because the show is sold out, so we hope that she does come along. And people are absolutely over the hill excited about seeing her. You know, she doesn't make that many live appearances, and I am so honoured that she agreed to do oh, it. Oh, Frank, let's go down. I'll, you'll be safe with me. I'll be received like <laughs> the homecoming You're making queen. me sound like some homophobe. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, look, this is what I'm thinking. I, I went Last week, I, we were in Blackpool, Scott, mm. and I was at the George Formby convention. Now, I don't know if you know who George Formby is. He was an English ukulele player. So all, there was all these people in there playing ukuleles. And if someone had come in just to look at us and gawp, mm. I would have thought, no, this is, this is, a, this is a, about our thing. We don't <laughs> want outsiders. Right. And I wonder if it's like that at the Vauxhall Tavern. I don't Vauxhall. think so. They, they embrace all, all creeds and all colours and all backgrounds. You're talking about your working-class background that you're terrified of. That, yes, right? okay, of yeah, course. That's what you mean. It's the Birmingham thing. <laughs> I know, the broom. It's but a no, problem. It'll, <laughs> no, I used to live in Birmingham. It's one of my favourite places, actually. I lived there for Thank you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, It's too. very like San Francisco, don't you think? Yeah, Edgebaston. Yeah. yeah. The rest of it's a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, I, li- <laughs> I like the greeny part. But yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> oh, you, you'll, be, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. If you just, you know, wear a hat and glasses so people leave you alone and then bring a girl, make sure. You Not one of those it. leather hats with the chain. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but you're still doing stand-up, Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and you're on at Leicester Square Theatre mm, next Wednesday. That's yeah. a lovely place to it's play. It's gorgeous. It? Yeah, I really like it. There's not a bad seat in the house. Although you do kind of want to kind of try to fill it up because it's big and wide with two bars on either side. And if you don't at least half fill it, it feels like you're speaking into a cave. But like you know, like here. After, after we've mentioned it on here, that's a guaranteed that's fill, it. filler. It's totally sold out. I can hear them buying tickets right now. So if anyone, um, and obviously within the bounds of what we can say on radio at the top of the morning, <laughs> if anyone's never seen you, God forbid, if right. they haven't, what, what should they expect from a Scott, Scott Capuro stand-up show? Um, well, I suppose they should expect to have their boundaries challenged, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. whatever that means. Um, they might. You be- think we should annex Scotland? Uh, <laughs> I think it's already happened. I think um, I think uh, they should expect maybe to, um, you know, to be surprised and to be thrilled, shocked, maybe shocked. I hate to say shocked because it sounds like I'm going out of my way to choose yeah. subject matter that might surprise them. But, but I just talk about things I think are funny, and I hope that they go along with it. I think pe- it's interesting. Like we talked about earlier, people choose the night they go to a comedy room to be offended because if you buy a ticket, you're sort of you're you're buying into that comic story, whatever it is. You know, I mean, you can always leave if you like. That's what the exit doors are for. Uh, but I, again, I don't want them to walk out. I don't want to lose them. I want them to stay and just 
feel absolutely horrible that they've stayed. Well, we have a lot of broad-minded listeners, so... Really? Yeah. We'll they, see about that. Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> I'll report We'll back. send them in. Yeah. Scott. Do you still perform live stand-up? Do you yeah, like it? You still I'm, like it? Oh, yeah. D- does one ever stop liking it? I don't know. I, I do like it. I like it best when I'm not doing it for money. If I'm doing it for money, I, d- I find it's not great. We're still talking about stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that for money anymore. I'm 47, but it got me through university. And you know, when I do... <laughs> when, uh, it kept me in drugs. But when I do, when I do comedy for money now, I have to take a, a money gig. Um, what do you normally do comedy for? Then? For the pleasure of it. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I do the circuit, and I don't really think about money when I'm doing it. And in fact, half the time, I forget to ask for my fee. But if I choose a gig because I think, oh, I need a bit of cash right now, yes, I'll do that. And then I, I go and do it usually. I, I really hate it, usually. I don't know. I, I think it's the best job in the world. Yeah, so. it's great. But it's not a job. It's not your only job, is it, really? You do a lot of things. I mean, it is, but I, you know, it used to be my only job, and I was, very, I was probably as happy as I've ever been with it. I'm t- you know, I never told you, but I followed you in Edinburgh one year, and I used to go watch you. Not every night, but about four nights a week, I'd watch your set. Oh, that's quite a lot. Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> Wowza. Just, well, if I was known, I would have changed it. <laughs> no, it's because there's just nothing else to do in Edinburgh. But also because uh, no, I'm going to put that on my post. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were. It was inspirational watching you. It was for me. Oh, I just started coming over. This is like 1996. My, my first, my second year here, and I I'd never seen someone so rough in their material warm an audience so well. And some of the stuff you talked about, I found totally shocking. But you had them in the palm of your hand. Oh, I was really... Not. You were great. I'm tingling. No, but I mean... Oh, I am tingling. It's this because I, I, only bring, I only mention it because you do enjoy it, and it makes a difference. It really does, watching... A, so anyone enjoying what they do, doing it, is just such a pleasure for the audience, you know? Scott, I love you. <laughs> go and see Scott on Wednesday at Leicester Square, and, and go to the Vauxhall Tavern to see his uh, chat show. Absolute Radio. What else? Well, one of your uh, relatives, is he a relative? I suppose he is. Oh, yes, I'm glad you've mentioned this. Yeah, yes. he's got quite a big week coming up. Well, it's, you know, I'm, I'm always very excited to see people I know on the telly. Yes, you like that, don't you? I do. It's, isn't it weird? If, you know, even though I can see him in the flesh, there's something about... I mean, I like watching... I don't watch me on the telly, but I, you know, I'm happy to watch myself on a, on a CCTV camera in a <laughs> store, for example. <laughs> But, um, yes, I, I, now if this was a more formal world that we lived in, this man would be my brother-in-law, because what, yeah. what he actually is, is my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend. boyfriend but yeah. if we'd all married, right? Mm. Oh, well, not that, all of you. No, well, not sisters, yeah. I don't think, frowned upon. Yes, but um, <laughs> they can hang him in the Isle of Man for it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's how the three legs thing came about in the first place. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Yes, so he, this, uh, my, my girlfriend's Steve. sister's brother, Steve, he, um, he keeps snakes, right? Yeah. Poisonous snakes. Mm. I mean, scary poisonous snakes. He keeps them in a, in a control. He, they're not just knocking around his flat. But he keeps them in this place where it's safe to keep them. And mm. um, he's, what he does is he injects himself with their venom. Which is extraordinary. Mm. Yes. And and it's well, we should say it's because he doesn't just do it randomly. There is a reason behind it, isn't there? As well, there is. If there's any children listening who keep poisonous yeah. snakes, yeah. I'm not suggesting you start <laughs> injecting their yeah. venom. Not for a second. He has a doctor do it, doesn't he? No, he does. No, it. he does it himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but thanks for trying to make it more yeah, safe. <laughs> because a snake will help you with injecting their venom if yes. you get too close to them, won't they? they? They will do that. But the thing is Inviting. with the snakes, it's it's hard to. If you say just a little bit, because <laughs> okay. I'm not, don't, I don't want the full dose. I'm building my way up. They, they, they can be reckless. Yeah, they do ignore you sometimes. So he gets, he gets the the stuff out. That's of That's how they've got the reputation. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Because he, the venom has youth-giving properties. That's that's one of the. Well, he started mm. off doing it. He does look young, doesn't he? Yeah, we he have does. met him, and he looks really. He young. looks so young. The skin <laughs> on the man. <laughs> I've never known you two talk so much. It's, this is Sorry. like being a tennis <laughs> line judge. <laughs> That's fantastic. There's two people shouting at me. Get off me. <laughs> yeah, so he injects his stuff and he says... Um, well, he started out, he thought if he injected a little bit every week or whatever, mm. that if he did get bitten, by then his body would have got so used to having snake venom and it wouldn't do any damage. Oh. So that was the theory. Um, but then he discovered that he wasn't ageing anymore. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, that's amazing. Emily, Emily has got out of her seat <laughs> to hear more. Yeah, so anyway, on Wednesday night on, uh, on Emily, Channel 5... Emily, put that cobra down. <laughs> Why have you got that with you? <laughs> Trust in Steve, me. Steve said I could borrow it. So anyway, on Wednesday night... I don't think um, you're supposed to suck out the venom. Can like I plug this pleasant. show? Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Is it 8 o'clock? Yeah, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock on 5. My brother-in-law is... Um, Getting injected with snake venom on the telly, and I've seen I've seen the bit where he gets injected. It's it's a bit terrifying, really. Because although it's he claims it makes him look younger, when he first does it, he actually looks pretty terrible. <laughs> he looks like someone who's got snake venom in him. Yeah, and all uh, oh, these big red. Well, I won't spoil it, but um, no, he looks like he's going to die. And um, and then suddenly he looks young. Worth the risk, Em, you'd agree? Well, exactly. Mm. It's like surgery. <laughs> it is like surgery in that respect. Anyway, um, just watch it because we're all friends together. You know, I'm trying... He's, he's, you know, he's, he's family. I'm trying to, trying to help him out. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, um, tonight mm. is on Channel 4. Is, uh, this sounds like a series of plugs for TV yeah. shows, but I'm not saying watch this, I'm saying don't watch it. Oh, okay, what is it? it? It's the top 100 um, stand-up comedian. Oh, God, oh. I'm going to give you a wide berth. Oh, You're going to be a nightmare. Uh, such a tense experience. I'm glad I'll be coming back from Doncaster. I can't believe I ended up telling <laughs> Scott Kapoor I was going to see Doncaster West Brom. Like, he looked fascinated, didn't he? No, um, it's very tense. I'll tell you what's really tense about it, is when mm. you first... When it first comes on the top one hundred comments, since I watched it last time, yeah, is you think, well, obviously I want to be in it. It's important to be in it, but then you think, well, I don't want to be in it too low. Oh, so no. it goes ninety eight, ninety eighty four, seventy six. By then you're thinking, oh, I've done quite well. Mm. Fifth into the fifties, oh god, I'm you know this is good, best H- of all Pasquale. time. Into the forties, you're thinking, I'm not in it. <gasps> I'm not in it at all. Uh. And then you have the terror of, you know, oh, the horror, the horror of it. Uh, but I was uh, 26 last time. I can't. Oh, that's believe. respectable, Frank. It is. I cannot believe that I'll uh, that I'll still be up in up in the oh, 26. Oh, you will. You, want, you do want to be in it. I mean, I, every comic now who, who asked would say, "Oh, what difference? It's all rubbish." All true, but they still really, really want to be in it more than anything. More than they want the third world problem to be solved. <laughs> that's the truth of it. You'll finish above Davro, though. I don't know. I like Davro. It'd be a bit ironic if I didn't finish above um, Joe Pasquale, seeing <laughs> he's doing my act. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the idea that he's doing my act better than I am. <laughs> Seems wrong. Who won it last year, then? Uh, oh. There's only ever been one, I think, in oh. 2007. Billy Con- Billy Connolly always wins these things. Oh, OK. Fair enough. He's, you know, he's a fabulous comedian. I'll be happy just to be in it in the top 30 minimum. OK. <laughs> <laughs> is there still time to vote? No, I don't think it's time oh. to vote. Oh, no. we'd vote for you. No, I've basically fractured my thumb voting as it is. <laughs> um, that's it from us. Um, I love you all very much. I just want you to know that, just in case I die on the motorway today. OK, good day to you. Absolute Radio.